0: Hello podcast listeners, welcome to The Health Simple Show. I'm your host, Kyle Reedhead, and I interview health and wellness experts from around the world to help you live healthy, happy, and stress-free. Enjoy the next show. Typically on The Health Simple Show, we bring on health experts um, to discuss you know, certain topics within health and wellness and kind of teach and educate. Today we're taking a little bit of a different approach, um, as we're not speaking with a health expert per se, uh, but <laughs> someone <on>. who, <laughs> but someone who was able to, you know, master his body and master, you know, athletic skills in a sport um, at such an elite level that he was able to make it to the NHL, the top hockey league in the world, uh, and played for nine years in the NHL. Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, nine years. Yeah, nine years in the NHL and three years in the minors. It, Yeah. And one year in Germany. one year in Germany. Nice. And so, of course, we're talking about Brandon Press, who uh, you guys can all see. But if you're listening, that's who we're talking about. He's now retired, no longer playing hockey uh, and coaching with the London Knights, uh, which is the team he played for uh, when he was in the minors as well, or in the OHL, which is pretty cool. Uh, So thanks for for doing this and taking some time away from MP for a little bit to uh, to chat. Thank
1: thank you for letting (laughs) me get take some time away from mt yeah yeah yeah.
0: maybe we'll get her on to answer some questions after we'll see how she does okay <laughs> sounds good so first of all anyone that's in here right now can you name all the teams that brandon played for in the nhl i was going to do it but we'll see who else knows it down here okay there's five five teams five teams yeah uh <laughs>
1: there was one tw- there was one team twice
0: yes i know who it is but i'll see if anyone else if anyone else gets it right. uh Anyway, who do you got to win the cup? Let's start there. Oh, you know what, man? It's a tough one, but,
1: I mean, Nashville's looking really good. Um, You know what, though? I think Pittsburgh is (laughs) – I think Pittsburgh has a chance again. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: I mean, you can – their butts kicked right now, but Winnipeg... Are they getting their butts
1: kicked? I wasn't even actually watching it. What's the score? I think it's three-one. Last I saw. Oh, maybe I saw. I just saw. It was, I saw when it was one nothing. That was five minutes in. Oh yeah, yeah. no Winnipeg. Yeah, went on and, a little. and you know what? Winnipeg is like those two teams. I think are the two best teams in the West. I, yeah. Um, so I, I think those two teams are, maybe whoever wins out of there is gonna is gonna take it. Take
0: at it. At least yeah, go to yeah. the
1: cup. At least go to the cup on that side. But I think Pittsburgh's gonna be. I think Pittsburgh might be back in the cup again.
0: Uh, I hope uh, I hope that because that's I took a bunch of Pittsburgh guys and Nashville guys in the pool that you're, oh, yeah, you're currently yeah. killing I'm everybody, currently in. dominating.
1: <laughs> I, I I told MP, she's like, who do you have in your pool? I'm like, oh, Marshawn. She's like, Marchand? You took Bar- Bar- Marchand? I thought you hated him. I'm like, yeah, cool. well, he's gonna get me he's some points. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: So I'm seeing everyone what? writing the teams. Everyone's forgetting one of the teams that you played on. Everyone's got New York, Habs, Vancouver uh no one has phoenix no he one played has phoenix. phoenix guys yeah. not i even was team i was
1: there for uh i was there for a cup of coffee wayne, Gre- <laughs> wayne
0: gretzky was my coach that was the highlight of it all and the yeah, really yeah. nice warm weather i was there for about two months oh is that all that was it two- months? yeah because then you went back to calgary right
1: Amp, if you could keep your party down uh that'd be great
0: thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so cool let's uh let's Get on to some actual questions here, and then uh, we'll someone see if things Phoenix go. From. said Phoenix. Someone, someone said, said Phoenix? Phoenix. Yeah. Someone okay. said Nordiques. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that. Uh,
1: maybe maybe uh, if they bring a team back, maybe I'll just I'll go try out there. Go back
0: for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to do that with Vegas. That would have been a sweet ride if you did.
1: Yeah, I know. I should have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's dive into this a little bit because uh, I want to get some information out of you. So get- let's start before you were in the NHL, when did you know that you were going to make it? When is it like it kind of clicks for you and you're like, this is going to be it?
1: Um, for me, it was it was actually pretty late because, you know, I always told my dad, and my dad always said, uh, you know, you were telling me you wanted to play in the NHL when you were five years old. And, you know, so I used to say that, but you never, you know, it wasn't like I thought I was going to do it. It's just something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I never played AAA, so I was never getting scouted. I was in... Um, you know, I was playing just inter... You like, didn't business. play AAA? I didn't play AAA. I played four city, just inter league oh, in yeah. London. So, yeah. you know, you're not getting scouted. I tried out for AAA when I... It was my draft year in the OHL. I'm like, okay, I better go try out for AAA to see if I can get drafted. Yeah. And I got... And I got cut, first cut. So I played AA, then I played AAA, played a year at Junior B. At the time when I knew that I, I had it in my control was when I made it to the... When I made the Knights. That's when I knew it was now in my control. Before you... You could be playing the best hockey, but there might not be anybody watching. So yeah, yeah. When, I, when I got to the Knights, I was like, okay, now now people are watching. So if, as long as I play my hockey and I play good, I can make it to the NHL. So for me, it was really late. I was 18, you know, when I really, I re- when I realized, like, I I had a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys had the, the best opportunity there in London, too, at the time because – you were playing when it was the lockout um, yeah. in the NHL, so you guys had a ton of eyes on you while you were playing in the OHL. There.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I was already I was already drafted the year before, so I was drafted the year before the NHL lockout, and then the NHL lockout really well, we had the best team and arguably the best team in CHL history. So yeah, um, that was a pretty pretty cool year and. After that, there was, uh, you know, I, I, I mucked it out in the minors for three years and fought every single person that skated by <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it. Just beat some people up to make it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just had some good numbers too in the minors, so that helped. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah for sure. Someone just comment. That's a really nice filled out beard you got. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's pretty thick. I, I'm, yeah, not I'm going tr- I'm gonna trim it. It's hiding my uh, my re- my retirement chubbiness. <laughs> Are you starting to pack on some pounds? Uh, I, I was because, you know, after you, after you kind of retire, so, you know, I've still been working out and I, I've kind of started running a little more. I always enjoyed running um, uh, and biking. Um, so, but I'm not burning like, the same amount of calories no, and I'm not working out a, as much as I was. So, I'm still eating the, the same.
0: But oh, yeah. you know, I but you're not eating, burning as
1: much. But I'm not burning as much fat, so you know. And you know, when you retire, you kind of you know instead of uh, having a nice healthy meal, sometimes I have cheated. So you know, it's <laughs> like you want to enjoy your retirement for a couple months, but oh, yeah, just la- sure. last couple of weeks uh, we've kind of buckled down and we're eating properly again, and I'm starting to run again. So nice. I got to get I got to get the, the pool body ready.
0: Yeah, you got to get back in order. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the training and about some of the nutrition stuff. But uh, what 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 was your training like when you were in season? And I guess when you were out of season too, did you keep training or what? How'd that go? Yeah. Yeah. There are two different types of trainings
1: for during the season. It's it's a lot of skating. um, There's a lot of games. So our training, I would lift weights after games because we you say we'd play like Tuesday and Thursday, right? So. After games, that's kind of when we would lift our weights. You go and you do your squats. You do your, you know, whatever you got to do for your, to keep your, your your muscles strong. Because the day, you never wanted to work out the day before a game. So we always did it after our, after our skates. Practice days was more, you'd still do little light stuff. Yeah. uh, But not heavy weights. We do light stuff and stretching more like uh, practice days. But your practices were a lot of your workouts, you know, stay, stay out on the ice a little longer. And then summertime was, you know, I, I, you basically trained for three months in the summertime in June, July, August, depending on, you know, when your season ended. And, uh, it's kind of three different months. First month I was, I would just lift heavy, get really strong, get really big. And then, you know, second, as the summer goes on, you start turning it more explosive, working on your cardio a lot and getting your lungs ready for, for training camp. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And did you guys do a lot of
0: like mobility type works, like yoga and? and yeah, I I I always did. I
1: was always uh, into the yoga. I would even go to Toronto. My uncle has a Vikram yoga studio there, so I, I would go down for a weekend and just do yoga for a few days. And yeah, uh, I always did a lot of mobility. Um, you know, more later on, like I started uh, doing the LA stuff. Yeah, like with Carter Walls, I. So I worked out with Dave Moore and Carter Walls were my two trainers. Dave I've been with since I was eighteen years old. And then Carter, maybe the last six years. So I've kind of joined the two together because Carter did some really unique stuff, you know, a lot of ball work and uh, you know, disc work, like just ankle mobility stuff and really it's um it's really cool stuff. Yeah. That's more for yeah. like preventative, like
0: rehab type yeah. stuff as well, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Really, just good stuff for your for your joints, and even getting all the small muscles that you're, you know, no, some people forget about all those small little yeah. muscles that uh, actually do a lot for you. You know, even getting making sure you're activating, as a hockey player, activating your uh, muscles. Some of the muscles in your glutes. Not yeah. Just, you know, because that's one of the things. Uh, sometimes your your right leg is working more than your left leg, and your left leg's not firing properly. So we started doing stuff where. You make sure both of your glutes are active and and working the same amount, which was, nice. uh, you know, something that was pretty cool, and you, not, you never realized until maybe five six years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that kind of helps you play at a when you're older too, because obviously you're going to get some, some more chronic uh, yeah. injuries yeah. that come along. So when you start to do that, yeah. you can you can really yeah. last, I think, longer in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah. What it's—I uh, mean, for me, I had—I always had hip issue, hip issues. a uh, bad hip flexor, and I had hip surgery when I was twenty-four. So um, it really helped. Um, it really helped my hips and my lower back.
0: Yeah. Well, you had a lot of injuries too in your career. What? What? Can you name a few? Some of your best ones. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How
1: much time we have? Um,
0: well, I uh, so I had
1: sh- shoulder surgery. I hurt my shoulder. I tore my uh, labrum in a fight. Yeah. Um, I played the rest of the season on it. I remember I was getting shot up, uh, you know, before the games, just like a kind of a painkiller, just to, so I because I was in quite a bit of pain. Um, I, I had hip surgery, uh, torn labrum in my hip when I was 24. Uh, grade two AC separation, grade two AC separation, broken jaw, broken jaw, a uh, couple ankle surgeries, and <laughs> I can't bend my finger anymore.
0: Oh yeah, come on. There's no movement there.
1: No, That's I tore. I, what did you I, do? I tore that ligament in a, in a fight, so I can bend it like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't like bend that. So I, in a fight, it's called jersey. It happens to a lot of football players. It's called um, jersey finger, where your your finger gets oh, caught in the jersey. Yeah. So yeah. the tendon tears off that, and it rolls kind of rolls down into my palm. So it was like my contract year. There's maybe a month before playoffs, and they're like, "Well, we can fix it." But you'll be out for three months or you just leave it and we'll just have surgery after the season and take it out but you'll never be able to bend that finger again uh, i was like, I was like you want to play? well <laughs> i gotta play because <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, it was a contract year i kind of wasn't playing i wasn't playing my best and i was really worried i didn't want to sit out and then i ended up playing really good but at the end of the year and had a great playoffs and then i signed with montreal so you know what i I sacrificed, it was all worth, I yeah, sacrificed
0: yeah. my finger for a, a good contract. You, you don't need that finger anyway. No,
1: <laughs> it's only it's my it's only my wedding ring finger, so I just <laughs> did. oh, sorry, bam,
0: it fell <laughs> off. <laughs> so, what about on the on the nutrition side of things? Did you guys have like a sport nutritionist or an naturopathic doctor on the team, or? Did you guys yeah. just kind of eat whatever you wanted and do your own thing there? You know, and every every team every team
1: was different. But uh, you know, now in this era, health and food is has changed from my first year in the league to yeah. uh, you know to now. It's uh, totally different. And, and if you're playing somewhere. Like in Toronto, you know, with Lou, like Lou's making sure there's no junk food around and making oh, yeah? sure there's good food. They're putting out like on the planes and in the dressing room, you know, breakfast is breakfast is lunch and lunch is always uh, there. After games, dinner's always there. So, I mean, you're eating great food. Um, and we have nutritionists. There's teams, some teams, they're monitoring everything like vancouver, yeah. yeah vancouver they were you know nutritionists all the time and asking what you're eating if you had any questions there was always somebody to, yeah. to go talk to i was i was pretty good with you know nutrition uh, uh, even though i hate my vegetables i'd still you know take my like, green shakes and you I, hate I, vegetables I, I hate well but you know what but i i i found i finally found the ones that i do like and i just okay like i okay. hate like like you're never gonna find me cooking up beans and carrots or peppers. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm um, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, and basically spinach and salad. Those, are, yeah, those are my veg. Those are my veggies. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli. You, oh, you don't like oh, broccoli? Oh, oh come broccoli. on, it's so good. Cauliflower, I'm like oh, is bomb. Broccoli is worst. <laughs> so, Bio
0: weed, as Newman from Seinfeld would say. Bio weed. <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of foods were you eating while you were in season? Were you eating just a ton of calories to keep up with? Yeah, we were eating. I ended up switching. You know, there was a big thing, you know,
1: before the game, chicken and pasta, right? That's what everybody ate was chicken and pasta. And I eventually started getting away, trying to get away from the gluten to see how I feel. So I started eating actually. I'd eat chicken, but uh, I would eat like uh, quinoa or like a wild rice or something. So I started kind of getting away from the pasta and uh excuse me um but uh, i was always pretty good in in what i ate you know i it's for me it was pretty simple the worst thing i think for for me was even snacking like in between because i didn't really you know i didn't really i I wasn't a good snacker yeah i I would eat my good three main meals but in between I, i didn't really have any i still don't really know what to snack on i you know i you're going to yeah. have to show you're going to have to teach me a couple get, things. Like,
0: okay, I'll like, see what I can do. <laughs> Snacking, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of good things to snack on, regardless. So, well, yeah, you just got to no. eat some good meals, and then you don't want to snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, uh, so, you said that back in the day when you first got into the NHL, they didn't really care much about nutrition, and then things kind of shifted or changed, or, or how did that go? Yeah, um yeah, I think there's a ma- there's been a major shift in, in sports and
1: athletics and and obviously hockey I've I noticed the most. Yeah. Just even the way, you know, back in the nineties guys used to go to camp to get in shape. Now guys oh, yeah. are going to camp like chiseled and ready to go. Like, you know, it's a totally different era of um you know, athletics. So yeah. everyone's in shape. Uh the nutrition now is, you know, if in the NHL, your, your food is, you're basically eating one meal a day by yourself. So you have to take care of yourself once because you get to the rink in the morning a practice day, your breakfast is there, and, yeah. and your, your lunch is there. So when I, when I first started, it wasn't like that. But now, every, I think every team, your breakfast is there, your lunch is there, after games, your dinner's there, so, <clears throat> and there's snacks all around. So it's, it's a totally different era. They, they make it easy for you though at least they That's make it sweet. they make it easy for you So and if you ever and there's always a nutritionist around to yeah, yeah. Uh, To talk to if you have any questions.
0: Did you ever weigh yourself before and after a game? <laughs> yep? What happened? most most I ever lost was eight pounds in one eight game. pounds
1: in one yeah. game. I was Got one. Uh, I was 190 I was 196 and I weighed out at like 188. It was an over I think we went to overtime, but I played This is back. This is actually in the HL. I remember and yeah. uh, i was playing a lot of minutes and uh you just burn you just burn so much water just and i sweat a lot of big sweaters so like i yeah. even have, i wear two pairs of skates because my during a game because my skates get so wet come it's on really like there it's like there's 2 pounds of water in my skates so Oh, every shit. third period, I would have to put on a brand new uh, pair of skates.
0: No yeah. way, and
1: probably yeah. getting the gloves dry. And gloves, oh, the gloves! I had two, per- I had two sets of gloves that I'd switch halfway through every period because my gloves would just be soaked. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> when I was playing, when I was playing, when I wasn't, a- when I was a bench warmer, I didn't have to, be <laughs> I didn't have
0: to switch anything. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about. Um, kind of as you were going through your career or even just getting to the NHL, what kind of sacrifices did you... Um,
1: <clears throat> make? Well, I mean,
0: obviously, everyone else was, you know, that isn't becoming a professional athlete is going out, they're doing their things, they're eating whatever, they're, you know, yeah. watching TV. Yeah, but, yeah. I think the...
1: Um, well, obviously, uh, you, when you want to go to the bar with your buddies, but, uh, you know, you have to, that was a big sacrifice. In the summers, are you're training, because I trained 8 a.m., cause I, it kind of forced me even if I did want to go to Barney's patio, you know, I was like, (laughs) nope, I work out at eight. So I, I, my whole career, I I would be up, I'd be on the bike at 8am. So you get up at seven, have a little bite to eat and you're, you know, doing whatever by 8am. So that was a bit, that's a big sacrifice, you know, being able to, to, uh, say no to your friends who are going out, having a good time and, um, training in the morning. Um, and, uh, I think that's a that's kind of the biggest sacrifice—just your your time and your effort, yeah—and um, being focused on blocking every other everything else around you out and uh, all the um, you know all the negative stuff and, and trying to keep everything keep your body healthy and you know if your buddies want to go eat at Jack Astors or. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you
0: you're like oh, I need a good meal tonight. So no, nope, sorry, can't come. <laughs> I guess probably on the travel too, especially once you made it to the NHL, or even when you're yeah. in the NHL, I guess actually. Yeah. What's that schedule like? Like when yeah. you're in the season? Yeah. This, I mean, you you're,
1: you can't do anything for um, basically from August because that's your you're not going anywhere in August because that's when your main that's when it's hardcore training, and then until your season's done, you're you're locked in. Um, your travels, there's, you know, I I actually liked it. Like it was like, you know, I I knew my schedule. for you, know, yeah. you knew your schedule in July, so um, that's true. Yeah, I Keep had it down, but but you just you couldn't go anywhere. My I couldn't go see my family whenever I wanted. I couldn't and couldn't go see MP whenever I wanted. And um, you know, your family has to travel to you, but uh, I mean that's part of the game, and you know it's also fun too to have. um you know, being on the road, I didn't mind being being on the road and seeing different cities. It was it was a lot of fun. But uh yeah, you definitely it's not like you can just
0: uh hey let's go down to uh let's go down to the Caribbean for a week. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean at least you got to play in some pretty sweet cities. Vancouver, yeah. New York, Montreal, like you you lived in some yeah. pretty sweet and then going to Germany too is is pretty yeah. sweet too. So I think yeah. you, you, you lucked out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so what's uh, now that, that you're retired and knowing everything that you've, you know, you've done throughout your career, if you could go back and change anything from your approach to what you did with hockey, would you change anything? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: Well, I think at the end of the day, when you, when you kind of step back and you, you look at it all, you always you can always work harder. You know, you can still push it another limit. I worked my butt off and I, and I trained like a maniac and, you know, was, uh, put, left everything out on the ice, played, played my balls off and wore my heart on my sleeve, all that, all that stuff. But you could still, you know, you're like, you know what? I actually could have went harder. Yeah. I I think if, uh, I think I could have been maybe more focused in some areas and, and, so um, I think that's one thing that I would change, um, you know, my approach and every, how everything happened. And I had a great career, so it's hard to say, you know, I would change too much because um, it was pretty, you know, I had a successful career. But uh, so, yeah, you can, al- you, can always, uh, you can always work harder. You can always do more. You can always make yourself better. You know, maybe staying out after practice uh, a lot more, you know, instead of going off stay out for another half an hour and shoot pucks. Uh, You know, I wish I did that more. Yeah. So there's always more you could have done. You can always practice and work harder.
0: Yeah. Did you find that it was uh, a big mental battle throughout the career to keep pushing yourself to try and do more and to try and get better? Um, Yeah. Or did you kind of have a good support team to help with that too? Yeah. I mean, well – in the NHL, when I had
1: great, I had great trainers, um, and I had great trainers on my NHL teams, and you always have a great support staff with your with your NHL teams. Um, and like I said, I had great trainers in in, in my hometown for the off seasons. Um, you know, I trained with Dave Moore, Carter Walls, uh, Sam Stout, going to go into his gym a few times a week and work with him, and you know, he always pushed me. So, um, you know. They were guys where they were good. Like if they could see I was my energy was down or something, you know, they they would they would you know push me like, hey, let's go get let's 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 do it. Um, and they also they knew when I needed to a step back or a break, a mental break because it's a met, it's a mental grind, you know. You, you're going all year, you're training for this one sport. And there's a, a lot of pressure too, you know, especially after you you sign a big contract and you're going into camp in a new season. There's there's a lot of pressure and you want to perform so. Uh, but I always had great staff around me, and, uh, you know, I was pretty relaxed and laid back on about everything, so I think that helped me yeah. as
0: well. Yeah, and I think you've had uh, a supportive family, too, which has been, they've always been there, and family, I know, is, is big for you, and, and you guys are really close, I think that uh, yeah. probably oh, plays my, a huge role as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, my family, uh, I don't think uh, my parents have missed a game since I was you know 16 you know they went yeah. to every london nights game if then they'd watch or listen on the radio even in the age they were watching you know this is back in 2006 when the internet wasn't really that good <laughs> and they're watching they're watching me on their computer and freezing and like yeah. you know blurry and they're still watching every every game and coming to visit me i, I mean i it's almost like i i, I did it for myself but it was also so much fun watching my family have fun and enjoy it. So I, I really, deep down inside, was doing it for them as well, you know. And, yeah. Uh, because, uh, I mean, they, had, they probably had as much as fun as I, as I did the last, you know, 20 years. So.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure they have. Yeah. Yeah, talk, talking about the, when you were in the HL, was that... more of a mental grind because it was kind of like you know you've got you've you've been drafted but you're not quite in the show yet so it's like was that kind of a whole different level yeah two or three years in there yeah I was there for yeah my second year I was called up uh, up and down had a
1: good second year and um, it I find that you know it it makes a man out of you you know I and I went in there kind of I was just happy I was playing pro hockey. I was like, man, I'm playing in the NHL. <laughs> like this yeah. is like three years ago. I didn't know where I was going to be. I ended up making the nights, and and now I'm playing pro hockey three years later. And you know, I was just having fun. And I, you know, when it came game time, I was I was, I was playing great and you um, know, fighting. <laughs> I was fighting the toughest guys in the league and and doing well. So, but you know, you're 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 riding buses and you know you're you're grinding. You're grinding it out, but. I had a great team the guy like some of those guys I still talk to some of them are still my best friends uh so my first three years in the minors was uh you know it really got me it actually really helped me to transition into the nhl so um and had you know great coaches there and so
0: but it's it's a grind it'll it'll make a man out of you real quick that's for sure oh i bet i bet and you played for who's the team in the hl well there's two i think in the hl yeah. Uh, it was always ca- calgary's farm team so omaha for two years yeah and, nice. then they, and
1: then they moved the team to quad city uh illinois uh molina quad cities is like Moline Mal- illinois and uh
0: davenport iowa okay so, cool yeah so that was my last year in the minors so. nice nice so uh so one of the questions here i mean we, we talked a little bit about it but how did you balance social life because I mean you like to go out you like to be social you know you've got uh you know good good crew of friends back in London so yep. how do you balance kind of you know trying to make it and trying to improve you know every day in in hockey but then also yeah. like, maintaining that relationship with your friends and going out and having <laughs> well, fun yeah I mean, I mean we still did and I would and sometimes I would I would go out with them but
1: it, you know it was like uh I'm working out in the morning and you know you're leaving by midnight you're not staying out till till 2 a.m and you know you're having a couple beers, you know, I still uh still wasn't a hermit, didn't want to sit in my house and you know, I still yeah. like to go out and be with my buddies. It's just when you are out, how are you uh, taking care of yourself, right? So um are you are you drinking twenty beers and crawling home or are you having you know three beers and just uh, chilling and having a having a good time. I think the hardest part was when my buddies would come visit me in the cities. Yeah. So my buddies would come, like New York, Vancouver, Montreal and you know, they're like they wanna go. clubs, restaurants. <laughs> so like one time we were uh, in New York, you know, we go for a nice restaurant and then I take them to this really nice bar across the street from my house. <laughs> and uh, so I send them there and then and I got a game the next day. So I'm like, Okay boys, uh, I was in there, had one drink with them, I gotta go home and, and I was up in my bedroom and I remember looking across and I could see the bar that they're at and I was like oh, <laughs> I wish
0: I was still in there
1: <laughs> but I had, had a game the next
0: day and uh, I had to go to bed and, and I'm sure there's uh, there's more to that those stories that that you're not saying on here <laughs> oh yeah there's a, there's a lot of stories that yeah. I can't say on
1: can't say on <laughs> here you probably you probably know most of them I've heard
0: a few for sure <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask this question because uh, a buddy of mine Tyler uh, actually, yeah. you know, an, you know who, who he is who's he, an idiot yeah <laughs> he says he says if you're if you're interviewing Brady, you got asked him if you think he's asked him if he thinks he's a better reality TV star or hockey player <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's such an idiot this guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's
1: I think it's quite obvious my uh, my reality star stardom is pretty uh is pretty up there so for sure I'm better on TV than I am on the ice
0: oh yeah, yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> Uh uh T gal Tell T Gall <laughs> next next show I have I'm gonna he's gonna be in it. Okay. Because yeah. I know he's jealous and I know he wants to be a reality TV star, so uh we'll get him in there.
0: Maybe we'll get him to interview MP. Oh
1: yeah. Is
0: he there right now? <laughs> no, 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 he's not <laughs> oh, here right okay. now. <laughs> okay. Uh so uh anyway, yeah. Enough of the reality TV stuff, but yeah. uh <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you're, I don't know, 34, 35? 34, 34. 34. So you're still super young, got a whole life ahead of you. Uh, you're coaching right now. Uh, what's the plan? Do you want to keep coaching? Did you like it? This is your first year doing it. Yeah, uh, it was really, you know,
1: I was doing like more kind of player development. So, you know, working with the kids uh, you know, on the ice and after practice and, and even off ice stuff, you know, helping just being, you know, the kids kind of looked at, up to me. I'm uh, just coming No, you know I'm fresh out of the game and and they have good respect for me, so um yeah, it was fun, you know what like these kids are like sponges, you know they' yeah they they listen to you and then it's um, it's satisfying when you actually see them do it out in a game right or do it out in practice, something that you 've told them, and you 're like wow they're 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 listening and they 're improving so yeah. i mean it's uh it's pretty cool i I really enjoyed it and um, I would love, I, I would love to work on that side of hockey, you know, I was, you know, helping the athletes, you know, I've always kind of been, uh, just like I played, right. I always took care of my, my teammates and, uh, yeah. you know, that was kind of my family. So I, 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 was, I'm always on the players kind of, uh, side, so I would yeah. love to continue to work and, 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 and help, uh, help kids and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see where it takes me. You know, that was just kind of a little taste. I just wanted to see how I liked it and. Um, you know, I loved it. So hopefully I can uh, continue to
0: to so go with it, it and, and and who knows where it will take me. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's great that you're doing that. Obviously, like you said, you're there for the players. And, and I mean, you see that just knowing you, that is the type of person you are. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's cool that you're doing that. Uh, did you think that you'd be coaching when you were still playing hockey? Did you think when you're done you might be coaching or did this just kind of happen? Um, it just kind of happened, you know, the when
1: I – I came back to London after LA and, um, I, uh, was, I started getting some, well, right away the, the Knights asked me, like Dylan called me. He's like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to come out and come out on the ice with us? And I yeah. was like, like, do you want me to like full equipment? Like, do you want me to, and he's like, no, dude, we'll get you a track suit. Like, I'm like, Oh, wow. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. I'll, uh. Yeah, for sure. It was a. No, I was pretty. It was quite an honor that they asked me, you know, right away. And then, you know, kind of a month later, I started getting calls over and, and from overseas to go to a play, and I was kind of like, you know, what I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm kind of. I've had enough injuries. My body's hurting, so yeah. Uh, I, I kind of made that decision, and I, I was in a good situation uh, with the knights, so I I ended up staying.
0: What, what was it that, that kind of finally clicked for you and said, okay, this is enough, I'm going to stop playing hockey? Because, like you said, you had options to go back and play. Yeah. I,
1: I, it was a kind of a – you know, for me, it was – if I wasn't going to make the NHL, you know, if I, I went out there, uh, tried out for the Kings, um, I wish I went and tried out for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no doubt. Because uh, the Kings, uh, they, I think it was – a, it was a mistake on my part to jump on that right away and because uh, they already they already had their team picked and uh i wish i waited a little longer but uh after that um you know i didn't want to play in the hl um you know yeah and that's when you that's when you kind of realize your 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 heart's fading a little bit from from the game um the playing aspect you know your your hips waking up in the morning and your hips locked up and back sore your shoulders are <laughs> creaking and cracking it's, uh, it's even sometimes. even now
0: are you still getting that
1: or is it kind of uh yeah I, mean, I i still um yeah my my shoulders are messed <laughs> so <laughs> and they will be they will be probably for the rest of my life so um i don't know yeah you get you'll, I'll be, you'll, you'll, as i get older i'm sure they, they say the all those old injuries will start to kind of come back you'll so you gotta yeah. that's why it's important to stay active and stay moving because once you stop if you stop if you stop dead everything's just going to start locking up so yeah um i've started moving again now and um starting to get back in shape which is gonna you know uh, be huge for me and huge for anybody that that leaves the game it's yeah it's kind of a number one rule don't just stop but like, don't just be like because then uh, then everything will kind of start to lock up on you
0: yeah, for sure. You get an MP to the gym with you, or uh, what's she doing? Uh, you know what? Uh, she's starting to. She's starting.
1: She's really busy right now, so it's hard to get her yeah. get into the gym. And and uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of working out with MP. It's it's an event. <laughs> it's an event. It's like she's up making noises. Like <laughs> she's like sometimes she wants to cry. I'm like you can't cry in a gym. But, <laughs> Is she lifting weights, or she's just like? kind yeah. of running she's got a good trainer she's got a good trainer uh he's right down the road and at a cool gym uh, nice so i i'll go there with, with her when when we're in montreal and then back home I, you know i'm working out in the night's dressing room um mostly so and i don't bring mp there she's like oh can i come work out can i come work out with you i'm like hi there's no girls allowed in the dressing room yeah but i'm not a normal girl <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're someone not asked a a, human. someone asked a question here and said, and "I like it. it's a good question." But they said, "Who's the toughest person you ever fought?"
1: Well, I mean, I fought a lot of tough boys. Um, I mean, on paper, it would, it would be like like I fought Steve McIntyre. Then it was my second fight in the NHL or third fight in the NHL. And the guy's six eight. He was a killer. He was killing guys for years. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had to jump in and stick. He hammered one of my line mates, Dustin Boyd, and I had to run in there and uh, and stick up for him. And I had a pretty good fight with him actually. But he would have been like the toughest guy, you know. I was, during the fight, I'm like, okay, I'm just try not to get killed. Yeah, yeah. So when you're going, when you're in a fight, going, okay, just don't get killed. You know, you're fighting a tough guy. I mean, Chris Neal and I had uh, huge battles, and he was a he was a tough boy. Lutich was a tough boy. Um, you know, I fought Rocky Thompson when I was in the minors. DJ King was a tough boy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of tough ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, some big
1: guys. Yeah. yeah, Rick Rippin. I had some wars with Rick Rippin. Oh. He, he was more of my size, but uh, he's he was a tough sob.
0: The best fights are with uh, is it Cam Jansen? Cam, yeah. Me and Cam had through plenty. OHL and NHL. Oh,
1: show, we probably had two. Um, I think two or three in the Show and then NHL would probably I'd say like five or six maybe probably six I bet you I probably fought him eight to ten times I would say that's crazy so would you guys
0: talk ever afterwards or like yeah yeah like, you I guys hate each I, other or was it like you guys were doing it as like okay, no do this? no like and he broke my jaw in uh, yeah, with yeah. an elbow in St. In
1: St. Louis um, you know nowadays you would have got ten games for it but it wasn't yeah. even re- reviewed I dumped the puck in and went to go to the, Box and swiped me and broke my jaw in half. And, uh, you know, he called me a couple of days later and like Dude, you know, apologize and stuff. And we'd always talk on the ice. And I mean, but we knew what we, we knew what our jobs was. Wh- were. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we did it. We played hard and yeah. went off the ice I would have a beer. I, he just called me. I was on his radio show. Two, he's got a radio. He's out in St. Louis. And uh, I went on his radio show. And, oh yeah, uh, chatted with him for, I chatted with him for like 15 minutes. So nice. yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we talked about kind of where you're going now. That How's you're, my hair? It's looking fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you going to cut that thing or what? <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: going to chop it off. I'm a little, <laughs> a little, uh, lazy these days. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the grooming area anyways, you can tell. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So we, we talked about how you're coaching now, uh, but you're also running a foundation, which you started uh, while you were playing hockey called Presty for Kids. Can um, yeah. you share what that is and why you started it and kind of what you guys do? Yeah, so we, uh, Presty for Kids, we started about eight years ago.
1: Uh, I've made a friend of mine, uh, his name's Dave Moore, and, uh, you know, we kind of came up with this idea. We wanted to make it something unique, a unique kind of charity and, and golf tournament, so um, We started uh, raising money for, um, you know, we started a program in London called Kids Kicking Cancer, and um, we have a a room in the hospital, and basically the program that we started, the Kids Kicking Cancer, was the first thing we did, and it was basically going to get kids out of, um, you know, they're in the hospital doing their treatment, and we would get them out of their rooms and get them active and teach them, you know, the short karate, teach them breathing, um, teach them how to deal with pain, uh, their pain, um, and their breathing techniques and, and get them active. So, you know, you hear stories of kids that, um, are like telling the nurse, you know, I, I I'll i take the needle today. I don't want my numbing cream. Like I, I can take, I can handle this. I'm, 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 I'm tough, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like hearing stories like that of you know, of kids just saying like, no, I don't need the numbing cream. I, I, I can do this. Uh, it's, it was, is amazing. And I mean, all worth it when you hear stories like that. Right. Um, but now we've, we've become, we've started the Brandon Press Foundation. So, uh, we've raised so much money. We've raised almost a million dollars in eight oh, years. So wow. we've also, be, we've also kind of, um, become a granting agency or a granting foundation. So we donated to about 16 other charities, uh, in and around London, in London, okay. and around London, um, just to help other charities out as long as they're based, it's, it's, Mostly based around children. As long as it's something that's dealing with children um, and, and children in pain, um, we'll donate. Um, we also donated, um, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars to the Smile Foundation um, at my last golf tournament. So I had Chase come up, and uh, Chase, my nephew, has, uh, if so you don't know, had a cleft palate, um, cleft lip, and uh, so we, we, you know, it was something that was kind of close to my heart, and I wanted to do. So we had him up, and someone from um, you know, Smile Foundation came and uh, we donated twenty twenty five thousand which helped fix uh, you know eighty cleft pallets uh, all over the world. Wow. so yeah, that's
0: amazing. yeah. Well, good, pretty cool. Good for you. I mean, that's super cool that that you're able to take the kind of power and the um, you know what you've been able to to get with your life and be able to share that with others and help others. I think that's yeah. it's amazing, right? So yeah. what uh, you guys have some events coming up for the Prester for kids? Yeah, so, um,
1: well, there's Rock the Park in London, Is uh, so we have, uh, there's three charities that uh, do all the beer sales at Rock the Park, so it's a week uh, concert in London, and uh, we have a big, huge kind of tent area, and uh, we run it all, so we're there all week, and uh, all beer sales uh, profits go to uh, these three charities, so uh, last year we ended up raising $50,000 for Prusty for Kids in that one week, so... Um, and then we have uh, my golf tournament it is July 30th uh, at the Hunt Club in London. And uh, the night before, we have David Faraday, um, who's coming. Yeah. Uh, and uh, David Faraday's doing a show the night before, Sunday night, uh, at the Hunt Club. So um, uh, all the information is in my uh, – just go to prustyforkids.com. Uh, I'll, um, I'll put the link in my, uh, in my bio uh, on my – on my Insta. You can yeah. put the link in there too for a couple of days if you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll throw it on the, cause this goes on the iTunes and SoundCloud for everyone listening if you missed some of the beginning. So I'll put okay. it in the podcast notes as well. Um, okay. so anyone can check it out there too.
1: Yeah. It's Prusty, Prusty for kids, Prusty with the number four kids.com. Perfect. And so they can, you can donate and you can do that. You can the website yep, there. Yep. Everything on the, everything's on the website. We'll give you all the details about Events that are happening, and, and and if you just want to help, uh, donate and uh, help out some um, some some kids, help change the lives of uh, a lot of kids and dealing with pain.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, we're about to close out here, but when you mentioned David uh, Faraday, made me some with your finger. Can you golf still or what? Yeah, not very your good. No. Could... <laughs> you, never, you never really could golf all that good. No, no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I have an
1: excuse though. No, it's actually, uh, you know, it actually, I think I was squeezing my, I think I was squeezing the club a little too tight before anyway, so it helped,
0: it helped relax a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So, you kind of won on that end then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say, if there's any announcements or anything that you want to say while we have some people on here. But uh, other than that, that's all the questions that I have. Um, So, I just want to say thank you for for taking the time to, to do this. I know you're a busy guy. Although I guess you're retired, so maybe you're not that busy right now. <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> it's the first thing you did all day. <laughs> yeah, I was in bed all day. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and kind of sharing some of your stories. I think it's, a, it's cool to kind of, you know, hear sort of the life of a, a professional athlete, someone who's, who's, you know, gone through all this stuff. So it's nice to share that. Um, you know, love yeah. all the things that you're you're doing. You know, you've 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 gone so far in your life, and I mean, I've known you since you were young. So to see the things that you're doing, it's it's awesome, and to still be done with hockey and now you're moving on to the next thing, and you're still, you know, you're still doing yeah. your thing. It's it's great to see. Um so, you know, thanks, keep, keep keep doing you, man. I love it. Thanks
1: thanks, brother. I will and and, and you too. I uh, I like all your advice on your uh,
0: health <laughs> health simple Instagram. So <laughs> like, oh, that's a good one. I better write that one down. <laughs> so, <laughs> well hopefully uh it'll help keep some of those LBs off you when uh yeah, exactly. since you're not doing anything. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right buddy, well get back okay. to the uh let's check out the Winnipeg national game and uh all right. let's see how that goes. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining in, though, and uh, have a great night. See you, guys. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Hell Simple Show. More importantly, I hope you learned something from it. If you did, leave me a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me.